You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Hi guys. Hi guys. It's Ari. And Sophie. And you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of a dinner party. The trials and tribulations of recording a podcast on Zoom are seemingly never ending. It's true. And yet we're still here. Well, we're this pretty- is part of why we why we're like re-airing some of our older episodes, is because it's so hard to record new ones. It is. It really but is. Like, but I think the videos and the Instagram lives has, have made us feel like so involved anyway that it almost feels like okay that we're re-releasing older ones. Yeah. And I think visual content feels more important right now during the these times, it's these true. quarantine times. There's no commute. So when are you listening to a pod? Well, hopefully no. you're still listening to it, but you know. Booyah. So what did you eat this week? Okay. So we have this teeny meeny wood fired oven that I have never really operated on my own and we've never made a good pizza in it. Did we bought it primarily for it to be a pizza oven? It's been endlessly complicated. But on Saturday, I made 15 cups of flour worth of pizza dough. Holy and we made pizza in the oven and it was so good. I'm so excited that we finally got it. We had been buying pizza dough and then freezing it. And like when it defrosts, the texture gets really crazy. I mean, yeah. we know, baking is so fickle. We're like, doughs are so fickle. So that was not working, but I finally made it myself and we got the oven super hot and made such delicious pizzas. I've never been so excited in my life. I mean, that's such a vast exaggeration, but I was very excited. What was the best flavor combination? What were the best toppings? Well, we did one like loaded pizza, like the loaded baked potato (laughs) version of a pizza. Like a meat lover's pizza? God, I love a meat lover's pizza. Exactly like that. Okay. So we had mozzarella, ricotta, Italian sausage, and sliced salami on it. Wow. Maybe there were also spring onions, like scallions, or maybe a ramp or something, but it was delish. You know, when the crust gets like really browned and like almost like little pockets of char. Oh, yeah. So good. So that's so hard to achieve in an oven. So like a conventional oven. It's impossible because this thing goes up to, I mean, I was cooking these pizzas at 700, 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's hot. Can't replicate that in a regular oven. So that was really exciting. And now that I know how to work it, I'm so excited for the pizza party that I'm going to have when quarantine is over. Oh, I can't wait. Invite everyone. Literally. Also, I've been thinking that we should, maybe our next episode should be like the parties that we want to throw. That's a great idea. I'm having so many, many fantasies. 
Menti fantasies. I'm having menti fantasies <laughs> about all the parties I'm going to throw. Me too. What did you eat this week? So last night we made these burgers um, that we ordered from Shake Shack. Shake Shack is delivering their like beef, their beef blend by uh, Pat LaFrida, which is some kind of brisket and chuck blend with their burger buns. I talked about this on Instagram live, if you guys were tuning in, but we made them and we did them kind of fast food style smashed. So instead of grilling them, we put the cast iron on the grill because we wanted to be outside and then used a spatula to flatten them out. And it was so much more delicious. I think smashing them, because you get more surface area contact with the heat, with the cast iron bottom, and more of a Maillard, more Maillard reaction. Uh-huh. So they were just spectacular. And just American cheese, Martin rolls, uh, obviously Martin potato rolls as the buns, butter, lettuce, tomato, red onion, special sauce. They sent the special sauce. They nice. did not send enough special sauce, which I thought was, you know. I'm curious about the, the proportion. So first of all, how many ounces were the patties? It was eight big burgers. So but like it was, six ounce? They must have been at least six ounce. Nice. Six to eight ounce. Maybe even eight. I think maybe eight ounce. Whoa. Yeah. Well, because you know, that's always my thing with Shake Shack is that they're too thin, but yeah. I love the idea of smashing it because exactly, then you get like more crispiness. Yes. And they were still, we didn't smash them enough. I didn't realize how hard they are to smash. You got to, you really use some muscle. Um, well, they must be really di- densely packed. Yes. Yeah. So they were smashed, but they were, we were able to control temperature. So we all, you know, I got like my perfect medium rare and the crispiness. It was like a best of both worlds, both mm. burger worlds, if you will. Mm. And butter lettuce on a burger. You know, Hillstones does a shredded lettuce, which I find very interesting. I it love that. Really well. Me too. Like a Big Mac. Yeah. Oh God. Wow. I haven't had a McDonald's cheeseburger in quite a while, but, but they are yummy. They're popular for a reason. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Speaking of. On a dime. uh, Yeah. Speaking of a McDonald's meal. Yeah. This week we are re-airing really actually one of, definitely one of my favorite episodes on a dime where we talk about how to cook a meal for eight people for under 30 bucks. And part of the premise of the episode was like, you know, we all know how to cook beans and pasta and all of the regular things, but like, how can you get a little bit sexier, even for under 30 bucks for eight people? So, I mean, you know, now that we're in quarantine, you're cooking for probably fewer than eight people, unless you're in Ari's situation. Yeah. Right? But how prescient what we were. So we knew, I know we, we knew. knew that this was coming. We knew this was useful information. I'm, I'm impressed. And we both did our own menus, which were so different, but really fun. Yes. I loved recording this one and working on it. Me too. So I hope you guys give it a listen and make some of the things that we make and maybe shuffle up your, your dinner menus for the week. We'll see you next Tuesday, the 5th of May, i.e. Cinco de Mayo. For a chip hour on Instagram Live, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be making margaritas, obviously. Of course. Okay, enjoy, guys. Have you been watching The Act on Hulu? 
No. What's oh it about? God. Well, it's based on this real-life story. I'm such a true crime addict. <laughs> it's gotten very bad. Any true crime, ask me about it, I know. Uh-huh. Um, it's based on—did you see Mommy Dead and Dearest? That was a um, HBO documentary from a couple years ago. I remember you telling me about uh-huh. it. I think I know frame by frame everything that happened, but I definitely did not see it. Way too scary. It's uh, it's pretty scary and really depressing. But they're making it into a show now, and Patricia, it's Patricia Arquette. Oh. And this amazing young actress, Joey King, who I okay. think has mostly done, like, tween stuff. She's great. Um, also, side note, Patricia Arquette— Doing these roles of like back to back crazy real life women, interesting career choice. Ooh. Anyway, back to my point. She's killing it. She really is. Um, I was wondering if you'd been watching because the acting's great, the show is great, but the girl, I'm not giving anything away. The girl she eats from a feeding tube that she doesn't need. But oh, 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 it's uh, is it Munchausen's situation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl has a feeding, but I was just like, I can't think of anything more miserable. But what if what was in the feeding tube was like a milkshake? Well, that's what it is. Or and an sometimes, amazing like broccoli puree. Oh, like that yeah. soup we had? Yeah. I want to know how to make that soup. Me too. Like roasted broccoli and coconut milk. Ooh. Put that in my fo- feeding tube. Put that in my food and tube. Food and tube. <laughs> but today, yeah. we're talking all about on a dime how to throw a dinner party for like six to eight people when you really don't want to spend big bucks which is often yeah so like how to feed people for under 30 bucks yes because there are so many ways you can throw a dinner party and i think cost is one of the biggest deterrents why people don't do it yeah because you're like oh i would love to have you guys over but i'm broke yes exactly and i think that there's you know the kind of go-to things when I've said to people that we're doing this episode lately, they've been like, well, pasta, which, of course, totally agree. Mm-hmm. But there's also ways to zhuzh up a pasta to make it more special. There's also beans. There's just so many different menus that you can create that don't break the bank but that are still interesting and feel lavish in some way. Exactly. And homemade. I mean, mm-hmm. let's get into some tricks and some yeah. ways to spice up and— So Ari and I both basically created menus for ourselves. So the challenge is how to feed six to eight people for under $30. Yep. Rules are basically Ari and I did it under the assumption that you have most of the things in your pantry that you would need, meaning like you're not needing to buy soy sauce. You're not needing to buy like salt, butter, flour, like any of the the basics. That you would have. Yeah, that you would have. So like – I do also think that, like, a pantry is such an important thing where maybe once a year or, like, every time you move or whatever, as in move apartments, like, you do kind once of have to go out. Once a year I move out. apartments. <laughs> oh, Don't God, you feel like that me. used to be your life? That definitely used to be that my life. That was never my life. Oh, I moved so often when I was younger. Um, you have to do one big shop that is kind of expensive just to get all of those pantry staples. But then once you have them, you never have to buy them again. Ooh, and you could also do like a clean out your pantry party and clean out your booze cabinet party. Because don't you hate when you like open up your little bar and you have like an inch left of all of all the things? That's where punch comes in again. True. (laughs) Clean out your bar. Exactly. (laughs) Create a poison punch. So those are basically the rules. So we both went to grocery stores independent of each Mm -hmm. other and took notes and came up with menus. I tried to keep it under $30, but I need to add everything up. Okay. Well, I kind of have two. 
Oh, so you go first and you make okay. a sandwich with me in the middle. Sandwich with Ari in the middle. <laughs> okay, so the first menu that I did, I did at Whole Foods because that's sort of my local grocery store, which obviously I'm aware is much, much more expensive than a lot of other places that you do groceries. Mm-hmm. But let's say that that is your local. I wanted us to have, like, an option where if you really care about organics, like that kind of stuff. So I did one at Whole Foods, and then I did one at the local supermarket. Um, and they're just two different menus. So I did one pound of couscous for two ninety nine. I did okay. a bunch I'm of— I'm just judging you every time you speak. Oh, my God. I don't like I'm, that. I'm very competitive. I did—you are—Ari is very competitive. We went and we did— um. What's that game called? Escape Escape the the Room. room. My favorite thing. Which I thought was so fun. Ari was, okay, guys, we didn't escape the room, which is maybe a little bit embarrassing. No, but but they said we were the closest that anyone had come that week in that room or something. Other than the people who actually escaped. Yeah. They said (laughs) this is the hardest room. Yeah, he did say, you're right. He did say it was the hardest room. We came very close, which I was like, that's so great. We came close. Oh, I was pissed off for hours. Furious. Yep, I had to get, like, well and drunk before, before I could get over it. Yeah, before she could relax. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, so this is what I bought, and then I'll tell you what the menu is. Uh, I bought couscous in bulk, one pound for two ninety nine. Okay. There's an exclamation point there. I was very excited. One bunch of dill <laughs> for one ninety nine. One bunch of scallions for $0.99. Cents. Two cucumbers at one twenty nine each. Two cans of garbanzo beans for $0.99 cents each. Uh, weirdly, the uh, canned garbanzo beans were cheaper than the dry garbanzo beans. But listen, I love a bulk section. A dollar thirty nine for a thing of frozen spinach, two ninety nine for eggs, a dozen eggs, uh, a huge piece of feta for four dollars and sixty four cents, two pounds of eggplants at two forty nine per pound. My current total is twenty four dollars and thirty four cents, including tax. No, we're not including tax. Why not? Come on. Okay, okay. Because how am I supposed to calculate tax right now? And then I'm going to do a mix of Granny Smith and Gala Apples. And maybe, I'm not sure exactly where we'll be in terms of money, but um, plus a big thing of milk, which was $3.19. Yes, I have that on mine, too. Yeah, but you could also find way cheaper milk somewhere else. So this is the Whole Foods version is is spenny. Mm Okay. Wait, what do you have in your pantry? What are your freebies? My freebies for this are tahini, mm-hmm. cumin, um, olive oil, of course, um, garlic, maybe paprika, salt, pepper, of course. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So you're not giving yourself eggs. No, no, no. I bought eggs. Yeah. You're not saying I, I, oh, I counted yourself my, eggs. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh, well then I'm going to splash out. Mm-hmm. If I could delete eggs, then I'd you get— You can. And then I'd just, I don't know, get more eggplant or something. So basically, I'm including spices. Yeah, olive oils. Yeah, exactly, all that stuff. <laughs> many olive oils. All, but it's true, Did I do you, have many olive oils. You included garlic and onion and stuff? Yeah, I included like garlic. I didn't include— Love that word. What did you say? Aromatics. Oh, aromatics. No, I didn't include aromatics because dill is an aromatic. Is it? I feel like aromatics just means herbs. But people always use it when they talk about garlic. Oh, yeah. That's true. Or maybe that's allium. Allium. Mm-hmm. Garlic is an allium. So you want to know what I'm making? Yes. Okay. I'm making a gigantic, beautiful, pearled couscous. Oh, my God. With 
dill in it and feta and cucumber. So it's just like oh my this God, big. It's really refreshing. Thank you. Then I'm making a big frittata, spinach feta dill frittata. Yum. That's just going to be like big and beautiful. I was thinking about doing like a filo dough thing. Weirdly, I couldn't find filo dough at the Whole Foods that I went to, but you could make it almost like a pastry kind of thing around yeah. it. Um, and then I'm just doing like a big roast eggplant. So like cutting them into halves and uh-huh. then putting olive oil all over them with maybe a mix of like you tell cumin, me. paprika, like smoked paprika. So like I would just kind of mix it all in with olive oil and then brush it onto the eggplants, roast it at what, 250 for? Oh, is that how you do it? That's I'm really bad with do. eggplants. Or you could cut it into rounds instead. And then would you salt it, pre-salt it? That's yeah, where yeah, it yeah. gets me. So I would pre-salt it and then let them hang out face side down so mm. that the water drips off. And like then, in a colander or on a paper towel? No, like on a, like a, if you have one of those cooling racks uh-huh. um, on that. Cool. And then I was going to do, so I was going to do a crisp, but I don't know that an apple crisp goes that well with what I'm making. So my other option is that I would be making a yogurt uh-huh. and then maybe like cooking down a bunch of apples or doing like a, jam situation. I could include jams actually in things that you just have. Yeah. Um, so doing like a jam and yogurt situation with some homemade granola. That sounds good. So that's my menu number one. Oh, and I'm also making Your hummus. sounds like a... Oh, yeah. Sorry, nice. I'm also making hummus with those garbanzo beans and my tahini and a bunch of olive oil, cumin, paprika, garlic. Your sounds... Um Really nice and uh, well thought out, like the entire meal. I kind of cheated and just did like a one pot thing. Give me um, your one pot. Because I'm lazy. But no, I really want to talk more about yours. Oh, it sounds oh so God. good. Because yours Thank seems you. like you could um, do it for like a brunch party too. True. It's with a frittata and with the possible granola situation. Oh, that's true. It'd be a fun yeah. um, budget brunch. Yeah. Eggs are a huge thing when you're talking about um, saving money and feeding a lot of people. Yeah. They're a, Eggs and beans. Well, you like did the heavy hitters. I did. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I also like love a bean and I love an egg. Um, eggs also are so great because they swell up, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you have twelve and you start whisking them and then you put them into the oven and suddenly you're like, oh my god, it's gigantic. Yeah. I will say about a frittata that my one thing is that they always kind of collapse. It's like they come out of the oven, are so beautiful and full, and then kind of half an hour later, you're like, it's not Sog Town. But it's not That is great. true. There must be a trick. Because, like, if you go to a restaurant. they Yeah, they're really fluffy still. Do you think they add in, like, cornstarch or something like that? Mm, or maybe, um, yeah, maybe. I was <laughs> Like, something to keep it really fluffy. Yeah, what else? What other, like, weird powder? Because, like, I made a meringue the other day. Um, and I never used cornstarch in my meringues. But I made one and I used a little bit because it. The recipe had it. Mm-hmm. Do you and have it, stayed, it sitting around? This was in L.A., so I was at my parents' house. Yeah. Um, so they do have it sitting around, even though I don't think they use it that often. It also lasts forever. So yeah. it's like if you buy one box, it'll last you 100 years. Yeah, true. Until you're 132. Um, but the meringue was so beautiful and so stiff and, like, didn't fall at all. So, wow. yeah, maybe that's what you would do for the frittata. I don't know. I really... Well, you like them fluffy, but I I like them like dense and um, like creamy. 
Well, I like that too. You do. I just want. I just want the fl- the consistency to stay the same after I've taken it out of the oven. Yeah, meaning I, I don't want it to e- fall or anything. Yeah. So I think when you do it the kind of creamy, dense way, it's there's nothing to fall. It doesn't puff up as much anyway. Yeah. You just cook it. <gasps> oh, I just had such a nice idea though. Maybe instead what? of doing a frittata, I actually want to make like. Because I think I might have money left over if I'm not spending it on eggs. Girl, look then I would want to do like little quiches almost, like the same recipe for the eggs, but do them in like a teeny phyllo dough crust. So it's like I would just put them, I guess, into cupcake holders mm-hmm. and then do like little phyllo dough pastries. So each person gets their own, like a tartlet. Yeah. And then each person gets their own, which I feel like also would class it up. Exactly. Nobody that would be to know. That, that would be really cute. $30. People love an individually baked How snack. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. I mean, you're just giving me ideas because I was like, oh, shit, I don't have an appetizer in mind, but I have, I'm have. i using eggs in mind, so maybe with my leftover eggs, you could make deviled eggs because I always have mayo. Always have mayo, always have mustard. mustard. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay, want to hear my really bad one? Dying to. Okay. I can't wait to tell you my other one. Oh, God. First, I want to hear yours. I don't know. I was just, like, trying to do something very involved, and then I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to do something simple. Okay. So what I'm buying—oh, I went to Whole Foods, too, because I am a basic bitch, and I was on my way here, and it was the only grocery store to go to. So I got um, ground chuck, a pound. Yum. $5. $4.99 a pound, but I'll round up because I'm taking a risk. I also like to live dangerously. Uh-huh. <laughs> Glen, uh canned tomatoes. They were two for yeah. four. I don't think I need two. No, but then you'll have it in your pantry. Exactly. That's one of the things I always have in my pantry. Yeah. The whole peeled kind. A tube of tomato paste for $1.99. We need to calculate this, by the way. Milk, $3.19. Um, a single carrot for $0.99. Cents. <laughs> I do love that Whole Foods sells single carrots because, like, mm-hmm. I am a person – like, I love – I love a snack as a carrot. I love a <laughs> carrot for a snack. So I'll just, like, buy a whole bunch of the loose ones. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to cut off the carrot tops, which for some reason just feels sometimes like too much work. I can't believe that I just said that out loud. To cut the carrot tops off? It's just – I'm sometimes like I just want to feel the cleanness of just a carrot. Even though I love making a carrot top pesto. I have never been able to do that and it tastes anything better than dirt. One time I made one and you ate it, and I think you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think that is true. Whenever I make it, it tastes like how you would expect a carrot top to taste. Yeah, you add you got to add in a whole bunch enough. of other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, one single carrot, 99 one cents. One single carrot. That's the name of my autobiography. Um, a box of arugula for three forty nine, And I'm going to go wild here. A thing of hazelnut gelato for five forty nine. That's Ari and I were talking about how expensive the ice cream section I can't is. Believe it. Ben and Jerry's was the cheapest, which I think was still was at four, least five dollars. Yeah, like it was either like four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. What has happened? I mean, I guess I mostly buy ice cream in bodegas late at night. Yeah, yeah. Where you don't even <laughs> not know. checking. The I don't price. know what the I'm price like, is. Give it to me. Um, so oh, you could also, though, of course, if we're giving ourselves eggs for free. Make your own ice cream. You're I used a- to have an ice cream maker that an um, an ex-boyfriend gave me a long, 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 long time ago. And when we broke up, he kept it. Wow. Were you guys living together? Kind of. Huh. 
Weird, right? I can't believe you kept it. Well, good. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. I don't know if I want it. I love having just a single one, so it's actually kind of small. The yeah, double they just is take up so much. It's like a KitchenAid, but <laughs> it is. only has a single use. Yeah, it's true. You but you have I to turn think... into like an ice cream maker uh, extraordinaire. Yeah, it has Which... become a hobby. Ooh, but what a hobby to have! But what a hobby! Every time you have a dinner party, you're th- you're making ice cream. Fuck, I haven't made <sighs> ice cream in so long. Let's make it. Let's make yeah. it real soon. Yes, please. Okay. So, so wait, let me get menu. my calculator. Oh, okay. okay. But I want to hear what your menu is. So in my pantry, I'm saying that I have eggs, olive oil, butter, parmesan, which um, I usually have in my fridge, um, onion, garlic, lemon. So my menu is deviled eggs for and one lonely appetizer. Oh, hell yes. Ding, 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 ding. Ari came in Jeez. at $24.15. Yes. Good girl. I'm going to, oh, I also get flour, obviously, as a freebie. So I'm going to make deviled eggs as a starter. And then I'm just going to make a big old thing of bolognese with homemade pasta and homemade bolognese. So I'm going to use my flour and my eggs um, to make some pasta. And then I'm going to whip up my bolognese all day long. And then for dessert, I'm going to serve some gelato. Oh, and I'm going to make an arugula salad with lemon and Parmesan to go with it. Just really simple. No Um, vegetarians allowed. I don't see a lemon on your list. It was a freebie. (laughs) I went a little crazy with the freebies. I think I could afford to, like, give myself – I have extra money, so I could get that lemon. Or I could get more parm. I could make another appetizer. I wasn't thinking creatively. I was thinking – But I like the idea of just the – Straight up. Deviled egg. Deviled egg. I mean, God, who doesn't love a deviled egg? Yeah. It's kind of nice. A, egg? a relief. trust you. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. If you have an egg allergy. Oh, that's – who has egg allergies? I don't know anyone who does. Okay. You want to hear my second thing? Sure. Okay. You're going to know exactly what I'm making. Okay. I'm buying two pounds of boneless – Skinless chicken breasts, something I, I would can't never buy otherwise. Goodbye. Yeah. For $7. No longer friends. I'm buying one Napa cabbage and one straight up green cabbage, $199, $149. Okay. Bunch of cilantro for $199. I'm getting excited. Uh, mint, I'm not sure if that if I mint for $299, one carrot for $1. <laughs> uh, one bell pepper for $2. Seem four limes for $2. I don't know what you're making. Uh, a cuke for 89 cents, ginger for 50 cents, um, a thing of soba for $4.29. Okay. A thing of seaweed for 99 cents, rice at $1.99. Ooh, I don't know what you're Coconut making. Coconut milk. Don't know what she's $2. making. $2. Three avocados for $5. Where did you find such a deal? The guy on the side of the street. Love that. On my corner. Love they that. always have ripe avocados too, and they always, they the always stores have, don't. Exactly, they always have ripe avocados. I always think their fruit is so fruit, avos, um, garlic, like any little things you need. I don't know what the correct name is for what this is because it used to be called a Chinese chicken salad, but I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to say. Oh, that that's anymore. what I thought you were making, but I, the rice. Uh, I am. Oh, but, oh, 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 okay. So I'm making a. Chinese chicken salad, or whatever we want to call it now. Wolfgang Buck's. Wolfgang Buck Asian Asian flavored chicken salad. Exactly. Paying homage to Asian flavors. With shredded cabbage, some Napa cabbage, cilantro, mint, carrot, bell pepper. And then I'm making a dressing, obviously, out of 
peanut butter, sesame oil, tamari, lime, honey, ginger, yes, garlic. Yes, 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 yes. Here's what I want to say about. <laughs> I just want to pour that all over my hair. <laughs> too. And this is what I want to say about an Asian inflected chicken salad. Yes. Is that um, you got to make like three times the amount of dressing that you think you need because you want that cabbage to be dress yes appropriately don't send it out in the nude no don't let that cabbage it's all be about, never nude. it's all about the dressing and it's that that salad is about the flavor of the dressing and the crunch and the texture of the cabbage exactly. it is not about the flavor of the cabbage then i'm gonna make a little soba salad as well so like I a see. soba mm-hmm. like soba with some seaweed in it just like to have a little extra carby thing yeah and then I'm going to make a rice pudding <gasps> with coconut milk. Oh, Sophie, yeah. that's great. And I'm going to, like, maybe add a little bit of mint on top of my rice pudding at the tail end. And in the rice pudding, I would probably put in aromatics that I have at home. Oh, wait, I don't think this counts as an aromatic. What? Rose like, water? <laughs> yep, nope. Um, it doesn't count. But it's definitely a specialty ingredient. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm making. That sounds fun. Look at all these things you can do with oh my God. $30 for eight people. And this is also, like— Ari and I going out on limbs, of course, you could do it so much simpler and just do, like, a beautiful, easy, dry pasta that you buy at a store with a great tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say are the pillars? Of cheap. Yeah. Home cooking? Yeah. Okay, I'd say bulk items like beans, rice, mm-hmm. um, obviously flour, um, although— Beans, rice, lentils. Lentils. Um, eggs. Potatoes, Ooh, the original. Potatoes, the OG. The OG. Good feeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make such a great little um, appetizer. I f- this feels very French to me, just like some small boiled potatoes, like yeah. little baby Yukon Golds. And then that um, dip that I always make with the frozen peas. Frozen peas, another great I think frozen cheap peas, item. frozen spinach. And then I almost want to say like a great place to actually spend money to make something feel fresher like mm-hmm. especially if you're doing like a lot of dried things canned things etc which yeah. is totally makes sense um is to like spend money on herbs because yeah. then all of a sudden it imparts so much flavor so like fresh dill fresh tarragon is one of my favorite things chervil is impossible to find but it's so yummy fresh mint of yeah, course cilantro. parsley yeah anything you can really just yeah. up up your recipe a notch yeah or you could go the other way completely and spend all your money on like a beautiful pork shoulder, of course. and which still is not as expensive as other cuts of pork, and slow cook it in your slow cooker or in your pressure cooker or just in your plain old oven, and then just like make your own tortillas. And if you got you know cabbages are cheap, and make a slaw. Yeah, or do I mean I was also thinking a great thing to make. This is also salady, so it's like not really right for everyone, but, like, an amazing Greek salad mm-hmm. with just perfect bread. Like, always makes me so happy. That is so true. Um, but, yeah, I agree. You can just do a big hunk of meat and then exactly buy potatoes. Yeah. Buy a cabbage. Like, cabbage is such – in terms of fresh vegetables, I think cabbage is serious bang for your buck because it's, like, one cabbage can feed, like, six people. It really can. Haven't you, you seen Willy Wonka? It, is there a cabbage Charlie. scene in that? Oh, my God. That's what his parents, what his grandparents oh, are cooking. of course, of course, of course. It's like sorry. a laundry machine full of cabbage. What is the biggest pot in the, in the world. The, yeah, <laughs> within the chocolate factory. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> Here's my cabbage. <laughs> Just stirring cabbage and singing <laughs> while your son walks around the banks of the, yes, <laughs> Where exactly. are they? 
I think they were supposed what? to be in London, right? Huh. Never thought that, about that. Oliver, uh, yep, my fair lady. It's like they all use the same soundstage. It, it does have like a um, an old British like yeah, poor exactly. people thing about it, but it's just so and that good. Would do a jig, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, jig for your cabbage. <laughs> I'll trade you this cabbage for a jig. Now I'm going to turn into a leprechaun. <laughs> so this is to say, if you feel like, oh, I don't have that much money. I'm having people over. I'm just going to go to Trader Joe's and get some pastry pups and, you know, pre-made pizzas and a thing of their hummus. You're better off just cooking. You can still, you know, get the joy of cooking with not a lot of money if you just spend a little bit more time and get creative. I will say that every single time I go shopping for a dinner party and I think that every single time I look at the total of what I've spent for a dinner party, I'm shocked actually that it's way lower than I had expected. Yeah. Like, I think that, pe- that you know, we all think, oh, if you're trying to feed eight people, of course it's going to be so expensive, but it's so not. No. It really doesn't have to be. Sophie. Nari. We have another listener question. I am so excited. Hit me with it. Dear Ari and Sophie, mm-hmm. in an effort to heed your advice and throw more dinner parties, I've decided to challenge myself to become a better neighbor and invite the new tenants in my apartment building over for some food and bev. The only problem is I know nothing about them. Ooh. What are some good recipes and drinks to prepare um, for having people over whose tastes, both culinary and aesthetic, you're unfamiliar with? I want to impress them, but I also don't want to seem like I was trying too hard. I also don't want to send a potential new friend to the hospital. Please help. Sincerely, Mr. Rogers. Oh, oh my God. Just a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, my God. What a great idea, first Such of all. Such a good question. But That's also, tricky. I will say, in New York, very bold to invite your neighbors over. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. He probably live in a pretty small building. Mr. Or- Rogers, I'm impressed. <laughs> um. Well, that's hard. If you, I'd say first of all, you want some kind of spread because you don't know who's got dietary restrictions, allergies. Great call. Um, who does? Who drinks? Who doesn't drink? Yeah. On the wagon, off the wagon. And we probably you don't all. want to do a full meal because you might, if you don't like these people, you don't want them staying over late. Yeah. So I hope, Mister Rogers, if you're listening, I trust that you are. Um, I would hope. That you invited them over for like 6 to 8 p.m. Drinks and, oh my God, I can't believe I was about to say drinks and nibbles, but basically drinks I know. and nibbles. Bites. Light, Light bites. bites. Light Ugh. bites kill me. How do we say that in a better way? I don't know. That's our that's our next challenge. Okay, great. Next challenge. Okay, so tell me what you would do. Um, well, first of all, I think putting an end time is crucial. Crucial, 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 crucial. You're going to have that crazy neighbor who just stays really late. So what would you do? I guess depending on when people work, I want to do 6 to 7.30, but that's probably too early. So I'd say stop over, like more, do more of an open house. Welcome to the building. 6.30 to 8? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be 8.30, so it's just, I would say 6.30 to 8. Right. I would do maybe like some crudite and a dip. Great. Sorry, listeners. I know you knew that was coming, yep. but Ooh, you cover vegetarians. It's delicious. You cover people on a diet. It's I fun. would do a white bean dip. I want a white bean dip oh, with wow. rosemary. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, let's say it's like now. It's March. It's technically spring, but it's still cold. So yeah. um, I would do 
probably a meat and cheese situation. Yes, beautiful platter. Don't get silverware involved. Obviously, you know from listening to our antipasti episode. No silverware. I mean, if you have any strange specialty items that you have just been like sitting around, like um, when I was in France last summer, I picked up this beautiful little tin of like uh, foie gras or. Oh. Something you're like, when am I ever going to eat this? Last night, I went to Huertas, which is um Oh, is that Spanish. place still good? I mean, we just stopped in for a drink, and I ordered anchovies that were so delicious. So good. Yeah. But they have, like, a whole section of conservas, right? So just tins. That'd be Like, really that would cute. be such a great—and then just do, like, mini forks. You like do some of those. Forks, exactly. A couple in like of a those. Or you cup. could pre-make, like, um, slices of baguette. Mm-hmm. With, like, a smear of butter and an anchovy on each one. Yeah. I mean, that's taking a risk, and I think you should have one dish that's risky to show that you're, like, kind of ahead of the curve or, you but know, so, an adventurous host. Okay, wait. For drinks for this party, I would have, like, our big ice bucket out, as in, like, you know, the big bucket that has a white wine and a bunch of beers. Yeah. White wine, beers, and then red wine out. But what about for non-drinkers? Maybe you have some, like, interesting sodas. Oh, I would just have, like, really excellent ginger beer. Okay. Yum. Mm. And what would you do for food besides the— So I was going to say, because I think antipasti party is the way to go, right? So you've got your olives, you've got meats, you've got cheeses, you've got maybe some conservas, you've got a dip, you've got um, sliced crudités, maybe you have, like, just one perfect potato chip, basically just a Lay's, because, like, whoa. Whoa! A Lay's decanted. But so you're on the going other a little hand, high low. But let's say that like it's me in my apartment and I have a couple on either side of me and like I wanted to just invite over those two couples but I don't know their dietary restrictions. I think I would really go back to our menu template, right? So mm-hmm. I would do like a big protein which I would do either a fish. I would probably go fish just cuz like everybody loves you salmon. Be, you might have a pescatarian, yeah. Yeah, and if you are vegetarian then I would have an amazing salad, a really great grain. Um, and then an extra, and then I would just do a big thing of roasted vegetables with like a yogurt dipping sauce. Ooh, that sounds delicious. So that oh, a yogurt dipping sauce is also a good idea beside, yeah. instead of a white bean. I also think if somebody's a vegan and they're coming over to your house, they're going to give you a heads up. In which case, like... Surprise, I just turned vegan on the way over. <laughs> in the three feet God, between your apartment and mine. <laughs> I made some difficult life choices before coming over. I hope that you can abide by my new lifestyle choices. Yeah, I will just say one more thing. Say just it. to top it off, Mr. Rogers, you should also make sure, since you are Mr. Rogers, that people take their shoes off at your door. Couldn't agree more. You don't want people dragging in stuff from the street. Wow. Wow. If we do say so ourselves. <laughs> Those girls really know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, they sure do. <laughs> what a Love great that episode. Episode, It's such a good episode. Love it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Colin, our editor, to Rebecca, to Adlarge. We hope you guys are all staying safe and sane at home, cooking up a storm. Yes. Oh, so many of our listeners have been tagging us recently in their Instagram stories and photos and stuff. And we love that. We love to see what you guys are making and if you're making stuff that we've made. So keep doing it. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.